0: Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfitter. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. Last we saw, these two children had made their way to civilization and had gone begging door to door and saw that it was working out for them. And they decided they would forever be together. Va'sulahem sakim, and they made sacks for themselves, which are called tarbis. Kadolah big sacks. Va'hayu machzirim al and they would go around to the doorways. Va'hu al koz and they went to all the celebrations. Al sudah b'pilah, va'chatinu they went to brises, they went to weddings. Va'hu the makom and they went to another place. Va'hu la'ayarot, and they went to different cities and they would again go door to door, and they would go to the fairs, the gatherings that they had, and they lived or dwelled among the beggars. Sitting on benches, with their begging bowls. So somehow this pair of, Children has found a community with which to live. They're living with other broken people, people like them. Ad shehayu meforsamim. It's a koha and to the point where these two children were well-known among all the beggars. Kikulam hekiru Everyone recognized them. And they knew about them. These are the two children that had been lost in the forest. One time there was a large gathering, a large fair. In a particular large city. And by fair, we don't mean carnival. Fair was a place where people would gather from all different Communities, surrounding cities, surrounding villages would come together to do business, sometimes to get access to legal dealings, find jobs, find workers. And everyone went there about Haw the Shama Betlers, and the beggars went there. And Shaman, these two children also went there. Uba al data betlers and it occurred to the beggars that they should marry these two together. They should make a shidduch between these two. She suzed that they should marry each other. shidi betlers and as soon as a couple of the beggars. A few of them began to talk about it. The matter was good in the eyes of everyone. And they sealed the deal. They made the match. We can appreciate the slow process through which we reached this point. At first, they were lost in the woods. They were scared. They cried out. They were fed, they were blessed by one beggar and then fed and blessed by another beggar remaining in the woods, ostensibly intentionally, finding strength, finding faith perhaps. And then finally they made their way to civilization. They found that they could still take care of themselves They found themselves provided for by the community. They joined together. They committed to being with each other. They found a community of people whose reality looked very similar to theirs. And they were taken in, cared for by this community. And then They decide or is decided for them or with them that they would get married And certainly this process As slow as it is, is the kind of process That's required in order to heal It's a process that goes through one step after another It's not easy There's no Cinderella ending where anyone marries a prince. In fact, one beggar marries another. And yet, along the way, they're taken care of. They have a community. They have a bond with each other that has evolved over time from scared children in a forest to friends and almost partners, partners in business, to joining together in a deeper way, in a way that's more formal. And also that can hold a bigger love, uh, an evolving kind of love. And this certainly reflects a reality that for each of us, as we begin the process of healing, from wherever it is, we need to begin that process that we need our reality to be elastic enough to allow for an increased amount of healing and of love that can be held. I think we all have known people who Entered into a relationship of a certain kind whether it be with a certain community or with an individual because they were deeply in need at that time and there was some pain that could be addressed by that relationship or by that community and then at a certain point that person grew beyond that need and no longer needed that need to be filled and it came with a certain rejection or a, a sharp exit from that community or from that relationship but here in the story we see a different model entirely where the relationships that they have can expand to include new levels of unfolding i imagine it in my own mind like someone who's because of trauma or because of pain they're they're closed in and their 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 capacities and their love is shut inside of themselves and then it starts to unfold usually amidst some kind of comfort that it's allowed to unfold. And as it unfolds, if the relationships in which a person finds themselves are they themselves capable of and designed to hold the unfolding love as it unfolds and as it grows, that is an ideal kind of relationship. It's just so elegant and graceful how this story unfolds. There's no rough moments, as it were, for this couple in the sense that nothing jarring happens after they begin to stabilize in the forest everything is smooth it goes well it feeds them and nourishes them and welcomes them and calls them into community and calls them to them into a community of beggars it calls them into community and it's a relationship with each other one step at a time very smoothly and yet here their community is a community of beggars does that matter I can certainly imagine for myself and I imagine other people could relate that there would probably be pretty something pretty real and nourishing and enjoyable and inspiring and creative having a community with holy beggars, whereas the communities that we build in more stable or more wealthy society sometimes feel superficial. Sometimes it feels like people are hiding themselves. People are unable or unwilling to relate to each other. People are unwilling to acknowledge the pain that they bring or the shadows that they bring, which obviously always come out in other ways. And so maybe there's something positive, about being in relationship with other holy broken beggar people it's interesting that rabbi shlomo karlabach the community that he built around himself he used this energy and this energy a lot of holy beggars in fact there was a publication a sort of newspaper or magazine that was published from time to time called the holy beggars gazette in fact, you can find issues of the Holy Beggars Gazette at the University of Colorado Rav Zalman Collection. It's described there as a journal of Hasidic teachings, poems, art, and stories from a range of contributors, including folklorist Howard Schwartz, poet Allen Ginsberg, and Rabbi Zalman Schechter Shalomi. This collection provides a glimpse into the house of love and prayers community through communal announcements, photos from the synagogue events, advertisements, and recipes. That sounds about right. So, here the young couple is within this community of beggars, and they're about to get married. But how could they make a wedding for them? And they decided, or they reasoned, then since on a certain day there would be a Feast for the birthday of the king and all the beggars would go there. and for from what they would ask for on their own behalf, meat and bread. from this they would make a wedding. and so it was. And they went there. all the beggars, and they asked for bread and meat. They also gathered from the leftovers from the feast, basar meat and bread. dol, and they went and dug a huge pit. Shiye machzik that would hold a hundred people. and they covered it with sticks and reeds and garbage. kulam, and everyone went in. They made a wedding for these two children. And from there, they brought them in to the chuppah. An underground wedding. A wedding in a pit with leftover meat and bread. And they were very, very happy there and also the bride and groom were very happy. This story, like many stories of Rabbi Nachman's, features a, a second life, a second world that is nothing like the first dreamed of world that the people thought they would experience. It's not what you thought you wanted and yet here you are and you're so happy here it is you did not reach the goals and dreams that you had set for yourself or more accurately that someone or something else had set for you and in that sense it felt like a failure they were left behind this is terrible this is awful and yet here they are in a pit in the ground eating leftovers, and they're so happy. When we speak of lost and found, if we wonder that found equals getting back to the place from which we were lost, that's not the path that Rabbi Nachman offers. This is a very different path that leads from a place of lostness to a new... You're found their question the difficult question is can you accept it can you let go of the old and allow yourself to enjoy what's available to you allow yourself to have community and love and joy